0: You gotta fight for your right to party! You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Aftermath Podcast, episode 18, brought to you by Arrowhead Live. And the Chiefs, they uh, they hold on, beat the Broncos 22-16, and I, Christopher Tenpenny, and my co-host, CJ Jones, we're going to get right into it. CJ, how are you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing good, Chris. How are you doing, buddy? Nothing feels better than a Chiefs win, so I'll take them any way we can get them. That's a regular theme, and I like that theme. We need to keep it going, people. Yeah, it seems like what we're talking about every week is like, ah, the Chiefs only
0: won by one score. You know, they only. No, like, no
1: Prince, you get them how you take them.
0: Exactly, exactly. Eleven to one, can't can't beat it. You know, top. You know, tied for first. Obviously, we're a second seed, but uh, still,
1: I think I mean, even though it was a close game, we're still the best team in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. No, facts, bro. And like, and, and I and I think a lot of people are trying to like nitpick this time of year. Obviously, when you get down to the last stretch of the season, the last four games. There really is no such thing as a perfect team. Everyone has weaknesses. Everyone has um, things that can be exploited by other teams. So at the end of the day, you just want to be – the biggest thing, you just want to be playing your best football. You're not going to be a perfect team on either either ends of the field. You want to just be playing your best. So this would be the time of the year. We know our offense has been hitting, but we would just like to see our defense make strides. And we had two turnovers in big moments this past Sunday. So hopefully we just want to keep those trends and keep those tendencies going. Yeah, and I don't know
0: why everyone's, like, being so down on the defense. Um, the, the Broncos only scored 16 points, and one of those was set up by a 65-yard run by Melvin Gordon. Like, I was really impressed with the way the defense played. Now, granted, it was against Drew Locke, but, I mean, this is one of their better performances on the year from the second from the secondary perspective and linebacking court.
1: No, facts. I know everybody's, like, down on the defense because of, like, some of the games we've struggled. But like I just said, as long as we get better every week, and our tendencies start to improve, and we just start playing in a pattern, and we just start improving every single week. That's the most important thing. You don't want to right. peak too early. You want to start playing well right before the playoffs start. So we're only in week fourteen, almost there now. So we just finished week thirteen. So as long as we just keep doing what we're doing, the defense is going to be fine, man. I think everybody just kind of like you said, they over blew it those games versus um, the Raiders that we didn't that we mm-hmm. didn't look so hot. So as long as we like, we look good versus Drew Locke, I know it's not an elite quarterback, but for what we were supposed to do, we did our job. We didn't let them really run the ball on us crazy. We got two turnovers when we needed them. We contained all the big-time playmakers, even though they weren't fully healthy. But for what the defense was supposed to do, they did their job. So, obviously, you want to get better every week and improve, and I think they're doing that. So, as long as we just keep trending in the right direction, Chris, that's the biggest thing. Just keep stacking wins and keep playing good ball. Yeah, what about the play of the honey badger? He's been one of those guys that kind of been consistent. Yeah, yeah, he he back, man. He had he had a great game. Hey, I mean, he heard you talking all that yin yang, Chris. He said, "What y'all say?" All right, <laughs> let me get <give> two picks. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, whatever
1: needs Grant to be was done was collected, big guy.
0: Twice, twice, twice. Yeah, he was a uh, he was an animal. I mean, it wasn't even the picks; like he was just he was just playing well. I mean, he was in the. He, I think he had a tackle for loss. He broke up a couple passes, like. Dude was just everything. He was, he, he looked like the Tyron that we saw like the last, you know, eight games in the playoff run last year. And we'd been kind of, we'd seen glimpses of it this year, but we finally saw a full game of, you know, vintage, vintage Tyron
1: Matthew. No, facts. He was out there doing his thing like he's supposed to, lurking, trying to confuse Drew Lockham. And he goes single high safety. They put him in the box a little bit too. And I could tell the coach, um, I know Spags doesn't like to put him in the box too much because he's <laughs> so valuable to our secondary fist in that deep third when he's playing deep, deep, high, single high safety. So, I know they don't put him in the box too much, but there were some plays in the second half where he put him in there, sent him on blitz. And like you said, man, he's just so savvy in the box, bro. That's like I know, like we, I know he's a great all-around safety, but his best aspect to me is just when he's in the box. It seems like he knows the route combination, what the offense is going to do before the ball is even snap. So where it becomes to jamming receivers off the line, um, mixing up coverages to confuse the, to confuse the quarterback, blitzing off the edge and making alignment not even see him, getting tackles for losses, keeping guys behind the line of scrimmage. He just does so many things that don't. Always accounting stat sheet, but you just watch him play. Every time you see him in the box, every time you see him in the box, I get excited. I know he's about to do something crazy, but he's really known for making turnovers, and he got two of them, especially when we needed him the most—one to start off the game and one to end the game. So, T. Matt, you did what you had to do, big fella. Rent was collected, rent was due, and we already know how that go. Three two.
0: Now, now you know it seems like we got him going. You know who we need to get going. You already know who we need to get going. Who do we need to get going? He only right. plays. No, we can get It's your boy, Five. <laughs> but he's not he ain't outside.
1: Because
0: <laughs> he ain't getting after every, anybody right now, oh, man. No, like, i up I'm with Frank Clark great, still. No. Oh, no, and you know what? No. I can't even, I can't even, like, taste, you know, Bowles, the right tackle or the left tackle for Denver is pretty good, but. Did you see that video of what uh Sneed did to him in the open field? Oh, just threw him Like a little kid, get out the club, son. <laughs> if, if if Sneed's doing that, why couldn't Frank Clark do it once? Like, why couldn't Frank Clark do it at we, all, we, we, man?
1: We like it, well, uh, we can reflank more extensions on rent than some people get for COVID. Like, I know. It, oh like my yeah, God. like we give you all these weeks to get it going. I believe in five five, because he showed up when we needed him to. So I know he can do it. It's just he, he he waiting a little long to flip that switch now. I know he got a he little. Has not,
0: he has not flipped it at all, and it is frustrating to see because, like, Chris Jones is getting pressure. Like, Chris Jones hasn't gotten the sack, I think, in three or four weeks now, which is crazy for Probably him. Either one of them having been dominating getting back-to-back sacks is crazy. But here's the thing. Chris Jones is still really grading out well on pro football focus. And, you know, I know pro football focus is not is not the end all be all, but it's still it gives us a snapshot, gives us an idea. And when you watch the games, you can tell Chris Jones is being disruptive, at least like oh, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's like getting there. Like you at least see hear his name, probably you at least see him making plays, which is not always the case on D line. Frank Clark can't even do that, man. Like,
1: come on. I, I, I didn't see him get any pressure on Drew, man. I know he he comes up the edge and he gets off the snap. And, like, I haven't heard anything about injuries. And that would be my biggest concern because last year that was the biggest thing he didn't really talk about to the end of the season. So I'm hoping he's not dealing with that again because that, be that would be problematic because we just paid you a lot of money and you have two back-to-back seasons where you're dealing with injuries that prohibit you from being that all-pro player that we want you to be. So I'm hoping it's not an injury, but that would be my worst-case scenario. But if 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 it wasn't an injury, then I would be even more concerned because it means he's not playing well and he's healthy. So, um, like you said, there was that stat like the last seven games. I don't think he has a sack. So I think it was eight weeks now without this game. So, I mean, our schedule is not crazy towards the end of the season. We still have the Chargers, we have the Falcons, we have the Saints, and who's who's our who's our other game for our fourth one? The uh, Chargers. Uh, no, we have the Chargers. We have the Saints. Dolphins, Saints, Falcons, Chargers. Dolphins, yep. Yep. Dolphins. So. We have, next a, week. we have a lot of O-lines that could be exploited besides uh, New Orleans. There's a lot of O-lines struggling, so he does have a lot of opportunities to get himself going for the playoff start because shout out to our dog Alex Smith for getting the dub, helping us get one yeah. closer to that one seed. So um, I know this year home field advantage wouldn't be a huge deal because obviously there's no really no fans involved. Like Pittsburgh has no fans in their stadium at all, so if we had to go there, it wouldn't really big be a big deal. But you still want to see your defense playing well, regardless if they get that help from the crowd for like, off and stuff like that and false starts. You just want to be a guy that's gonna play in your best ball. So we we all looking forward to Frank. And he's playing the same amount of snaps. So it's not like he's like not playing at all. It's just right he's just not dominating like you said. So Yeah, and it's just with
0: when you're getting paid that much money, top six paid defensive player, whatever he is, like that 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 also just blows my mind. Um, You've Gotta dominate facts. No reason you got that. you have to you gotta contribute. Yeah. Like I said, you, you I, I don't even need domination. Like obviously you're paying him to dominate, but like at this point, I'm just especially the way remember those old Peyton Manning teams, you know, they they get up and down, score a lot of points. And then that was when Robert Mathis and Dwight Franny would you know, team, teams are passing, like they just pinning their ears back, and those two future Hall of Famers are just getting after him. That's what the Chiefs are trying to do. You know, they got this crazy offense. They got Patrick Mahomes. They got Chris Jones and who, you know, you could see either Dwight Freeney, or Rob Mathis. And Frank Clark's supposed to be that other guy. And he's just not. And nobody's that guy right now. And just a huge issue
1: for a team that needs some pass rush. Like, I don't know where it went. No, facts. fact, I, I don't get it either, bro. I know he's dialing up blitzes. Like I say, he even put – that's why I'm thinking maybe he's overcompensating because he put t Matt in the box a lot in the uh, the second half of that game because Denver was keeping it close so he started moving the ball a lot they started moving the ball on us more than we're used to so he put T-Man in the box and started sending some more blitzes so I'm like why are we blitzing so much if Frank and Chris could just get to the quarterback so um yeah like you said man it's just it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing right now we we don't know if it's injuries we don't know if it's it's not the system because I know he knows the system I know he's comfortable and I don't never want to question his effort I don't never want to say that I'm not going to question him as a man I know what he stands for what kind of guy he is but like you said, at the end of the day, we're paying you that much money, bro. We just – we need some kind of production from you. Like you said, mm-hmm. not to be dominant, just to be part of the – just be part of the defense. Contribute, right. so, yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to dog Frank. I love Frank. I expect a lot of wow, He deserves to be dog. He's a millionaire
0: on the NFL. Like, dogging him is, is okay. It's okay. He, he He's fine.
1: He has high expectations for himself that I'm, I'm very sure of, just like we do as well. So, we just right. want to be him to be the kind of player we know he is and the player he can be. So, yeah, we just we, we we looking for answers right now, and obviously, I know Spags is keeping him in the game. He's not like taking him out for any kind of punishment or anything. He's playing all the snaps he's supposed to play. He's just not doing the things that we're seeing used to seeing him do. So, um, ho- hopefully, he gets it going this week against Miami. So, hopefully, we'll see what happens. Right, right, for sure, for sure, he's got to at some point. But uh, on the flip side, what do
0: you what do you think of the offense? Because they they score twenty two points, it breaks the what twenty three consecutive point straight back to the week six of twenty nineteen. Only the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career they didn't score twenty three and they did score twenty two so it can you could say it could score another, uh, another starts continues a different streak but like what just what were your thoughts on how how the
1: offense played no overall the offense did yeah they, they had a solid day Not was like one of our best days wasn't one of our worst days either obviously we started off the game with the um three straight drives without um without scoring a touchdown that that wasn't fun I definitely I mean but that's just like like I said this time of year guys are playing for their jobs guys are playing for their livelihoods and guys are playing for playoff seats so. Teams that are underrated play exceedingly beyond their expectations. Teams that you don't think are as good, because this was the week of the upsets. Like, Seattle lost to New York. Um, Washington, uh, D.C. went in there and beat Pittsburgh. So, teams that aren't as good play better than what's supposed to. And especially when you're playing division rivals, they know you better than anybody else because they see you twice a year. So, obviously, you got Vic Fangio, who knows how the Chiefs' offense operates. And he comes in there even without some of his uh, starting players on defense. And he contains – the best offensive football in the first half, bro, we didn't even score 20 points like we usually have been, not even 14. So um, when you have a a defense like that with a guy like Bradley Chubb, A.J. Boye, and they have Simmons Simmons back there playing safety, they have good players overall. So you have to respect your opponent. And they they did their job. They held their own. Obviously, our offense eventually got it going. But in the first half, we tried to get our run game going, but that's probably our one weakness right now that I would point out that we need to improve upon. And that's a lot of teams right now that have that weakness, but more specifically the Chiefs, we need to figure out our inside run game. Because I know, like you said, Andy's a pass-happy guy. He he, want, he wants to chuggy deep in and get the yardage, and we have the guys to do it. But when it when it, when it gets that nitty-gritty time and teams force you to do something you don't want to do, and when they play too high on us and we have to run the football, we have to be dominant in the run game. So our offense overall, if I had to give him a grade, I would give him like a B, I'd, I'd, maybe like a solid B. It wasn't an A, it wasn't a C. It was like, it was like an average day. i will probably like a solid B. No, that's a fair thing, and
0: that's a lot higher. Like, I've seen people just, like, say, like, how bad the offense played. I'm like, I'm looking at the numbers, 444 total yards, 313 yards passing. Like, hey, move the ball. we just didn't score. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, they had they had nine offensive possessions. Six of them ended in scoring drives, you know, um, in scoring plays. Five field goals and a touchdown. Um one of the draw, one of the punts, because one of the three punts was should have been a touchdown. They just didn't challenge it. We haven't okay. even talked about that play. We'll get, I'll get to that in a second. Right. You know, like, like, so that's seven drives that they probably should score. Like, re- literally, if you change one of those field goal drives to a touchdown, and it's like 26-16, six sixteen, we're talking about a completely different thing. It's crazy that like just because the Chiefs were unable to score in the red zone, which is frustrating. I get it. Like, good teams score in the red zone. That's what they need to do. That's obviously a glaring issue. But, like, the offense moved the ball almost at will against Bronco. They just they had some hiccups in the in the red zone. They got a little too cute. And, you know, I, I saw some good comp tweets. I don't remember who said it, but it was like, Cute plays are cute when they work, and they're not cute when they don't. Right.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> like that was, everyone is. Oh, I love that play. As soon as it doesn't work, man, that was stupid. <laughs>
0: right, right. Just do that. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they tried something. They tried some trick plays, They and it, they didn't work. You know, when that happens. I'd rather that happen against the Broncos, a terrible football team, than against the Buffalo Bills, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, against teams that are going to make you pay for that. So, like at the end of the day, I'm I'm not too upset about. It. They got the dub. They 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 moved the ball well, um, and uh, you know they just need to make they just need to work on on converting those field goals into touchdowns, and they'll be right back where we expect them to be. So I'm not too worried about the offensive. I think B is a fair grade. I think that's a, I think that's right on point because uh, you got to finish in the red zone to get an A, but. Between the 20s, man, they're, they're unstoppable.
1: <laughs> no, like I said, like, and, and you're going to have those weeks. I think everyone, like, people that need to be like, I love, like, you can love your team and love your favorite players or organization or coach, but, like, Chris, people have to be realistic. You're not going to hit 30 points, 35 points every single week. You're going to have some That's weeks right. where you struggle. It's the National Football League, people. These are professional football players. They get paid, too. You're going to have weeks where your offense is not hitting, even if it is the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They're going to be weeks where we struggle. We had three straight drives open the game. And we didn't score. <laughs> we had a punt, a field goal, another punt. So it's not really like a bad thing. Like we, like you said, in between the 20s, we did whatever we wanted to do. But when we get down to the red zone and that green zone, we have to punch it in. And all those um, fun plays within the 5 and the 10 are cute, like everybody likes, but until they don't work, then we're questioning his play calling. The play calls work, we just didn't execute the play. But we don't have to do those plays all the time if we don't just run the football lane like grown men, like we should be able to do, which is what we've all been talking about. We ran the ball for 100 yards when Clyde went crazy that week one versus Texans. I haven't seen that run game since, maybe since the Buffalo, Buffalo, the, the Buffalo game. Yeah, when, when Clyde yeah. played. But besides those games, I haven't seen our run game be, like, dominant to the point where, like, we lined up and we, don't, we can run anything we want to do. And obviously, I know we're not a run-first football team. We've had a lot of guys missing. But at the end of the day, we have to figure out to have some kind of presence in the inside run game. Because if we don't, teams know that they're going to play too high on us and make us run the football. And they have, have no confidence in us getting two yards, three yards, or, for the love of God, one yard. I know Pat broke his knee for like oh half gosh. and we all lost our breath, but we can't be afraid to quarterback sneak. I mean, come on, Chris, this is football. I see quarterbacks. Tom Brady's old as, excuse my voice. He can quarterback sneak all the time. He's probably the greatest quarterback sneak I've ever seen in NFL history. If he can quarterback sneak it, I know Pat can. And God forbid anything happens again. I'm not saying he would, but we got to do something. We, like, we can't have it third and one fourth and one and be scared to try to do anything just because we're afraid he's going to get hurt. He can get hurt on any play. That's football. If he's out there, Use them, because at the end of the day, if we can't get one yard, then how can we honestly expect to try to win the Super Bowl? You feel me, Chris?
0: Right, right. No, and it, and I, I'm in the same boat. Like I've been preaching that probably since like Pat came back and they stopped, you know, and we 11 of last year, wherever it was, and it was evident they were never going to run that play again. Like it's just ridiculous. It blows my mind that the most efficient one yard play in NFL history, like. The Chiefs is completely out of their playbook. They're the most dynamic <laughs> offense in the NFL. And we can't run the most basic play. And they can't run the most basic, most efficient, most successful. The Hall of the, the greatest quarterback of all time has made his living off this play. Bro, Drew Brees has made this living back. off this play. Yet Patrick Mahomes can't run it because one time he got down to the bottom of the pile, his knee went out, and he missed two games. Like, it ended up not even being that bad. He missed two games. Exactly. It wasn't like he tore his ACL. It wasn't like, like he just – he he missed a Packers and Vikings game, came back and won the Super Bowl. Like, calm down, Andy. It's it's going to be okay to run that again. Like, I, that's that's the – there's a lot of things that frustrate me just as a nitpicky Chiefs fan. That might be the most – that might be the thing that sets me off more is that inability that uh, – um, how they
1: refuse to just run the quarterback's knee. Bro, that's that's my. I just like overall, I just like, but we can't run the football. Like, I'm not saying we have to be dominant to where like we can like just like line up against anyone and run the football. I know there's teams that have better D lines and they have our O line, and that's probably the weakest point of our offense is is our offensive line. Granted, we've had some deficiencies with guys of guys opting out and injuries and stuff like that. But if we can't get one yard, I mean, our O line, we're not that poor. Like I know we're not like we don't have like a top five offensive line, but we're not the bottom of the league either. I say we have like an average offensive line, so we can't get a yard or two. How can we honestly expect to go down to Tampa and try to win the Super Bowl? And like you said, you can't be afraid to try to win the game. It seems like you're playing to lose instead of trying to play to win. So, Andy, I I, I know Pat is, is the saver and he's our franchise, but if you're if if you you can't if you're afraid to lose a the yard, then I don't know how can you honestly expect to try to win a Super Bowl because you can't be playing scared. And if that's the case, if we don't want to run the football, then we might as well just take the whole run game out of the playbook because somebody on Twitter made a joke today. Um, they looked on Madden. They don't even see the quarterback sneak in the Chiefs playbook. <laughs> <And someone laughs> else, if we're going to quarterback sneak it, just let Trav do it let him do the wildcat right. right so yeah right, we, just, we gotta figure something out man even if it and my thing is like chris even if we do a fullback it's like do something fullback dive with and give it to sherm do something right, <laughs> like, right. all we do is just shotgun run the football we don't even get under center and try to just give it to the fullback for a dive or something and i know we're concerned for pass need but like i said man, when it's winning time you gotta throw all that out the window when you're trying to win Super Bowls, you can't play scared
0: well and you know i i you can't do the fullback dive. You can't put Travis there because that makes it a hundred percent like exactly. It, it, it. It's so predictable. So you have to right. do that. You guys, when that. you because when you have the a, I don't want Travis taking a snap under center. And if he's taking it from the shotgun, that completely defeats the purpose. So that whoever recommended that was not thinking whatsoever. Like, I know that's everybody just was, stupid.
1: <laughs> everybody yeah, just yeah that's just that's just.
0: That's just stupid. Like and Sherman, I love Sherman. He he's he's probably be okay. Fullback dive might be a second decent option, but you still got to turn the ball hand off and that and you know, again, just run the quarterback sneak. Like just do it, Andy. Just just
1: Nike it, man. Just do it. Just Nike it, bro. I think I think, <laughs> I think if we got it one time, then maybe he would like feel a little more comfortable. But I don't think he even wants to take the chance. So um. it's
0: like Pat can run the option where he's on. Out in the open field with linebackers, but
1: he can't exactly. We, we, gain we do momentum up the middle, like exactly. we do do some naked boots and we have speed options off of that, or we do like straight just like power or QB option off of just straight shotgun plays. Hey, I honestly think the only way we're gonna do it is if Pat just does it itself, he just goes, to the and say, Hey, kill, 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 yeah, yeah, and they're gonna whatever whatever they call it, he's just gonna have to do it itself. I think that's the only way he's ever gonna do it, and he's never gonna call it. I don't think he's never gonna have like the guts to call it again.
0: Bradley Chubb, Joey Bosa, and uh, Max Crosby all run after him every play trying to kill him, but we can't run a quarterback sneak. He's taking his out of
1: bounds and we'll start tripping, but we don't want to see him do run for a yard. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and the in the
0: only other thing that got me a little fired up uh about last week's game was uh how did you not challenge that play by Tyreek Hill?
1: Like Bro, I, what? I don't get it either. And my thing is like the funny the funniest part is Tyreek didn't even think he caught it. So he was on the sideline, and he's like, you know, you caught that, right? And he was like, Oh, I did. <laughs> that was the, that, that part when he in the camera looked at Tyreek and he gave, he got real big eyed. he looked at Andy like, oh for real.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was, was pretty
1: funny. That was the funniest part. Like, bro, you didn't feel the ball in your arm. He was like, No, I thought I dropped it. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and oh, Andy no. and
0: and uh, Andy saying afterwards he's never heard heard a wide receiver say he didn't catch it. Exactly.
1: You know, he really didn't think he caught it, and he really did. That's easily really? like the funniest play ever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it's it's hilarious because they won. Yeah, otherwise oh, 40 lost. assistants 40 assistants need to be fired if they lost.
1: Bro, I'm like, who are y'all looking up there at the camera? Y'all got replays before anyone else. And there's like a delay from live time to um between the, the people who are in the stadium. So, they have like right. 5 minutes in between when we see it and when they see it. So, they can look at the replay 2 or 3 times and determine, "Hey, well, should we challenge it or not?" <laughs> hey, it's still
0: 40-second play clock. So, so they still have 40 seconds at any time. And this is since 30 because they punted so dang fast. Oh, you could
1: have called a timeout. Do something. You know I mean? <laughs> right,
0: right. Because that's what – I mean, that's a trick sometimes. Like if you think – if you're pretty sure you're going to challenge but haven't made a decision, just call a timeout because you can turn right. that timeout to a challenge typically. But, like, the thing the thing to me is just – okay, so it was a freak play. The first part, 100% on Tyree. It should have coughed that. We're used to him catching that. That's a touchdown. You can get mad at Tyreek for not making the initial catch for the easy touchdown that it was. But the second part, if you watch that, his head, you know, his, his head's on the, looking towards the turf. He's going to the ground. He's already pissed that he dropped it. And then the ball just kind of falls on him. And I can I can see in his mind where he just thinks, like, it hit the ground, it bounced weird, and it's on him. Like, he's already mad he dropped it. So, like, I'm not mad at Tyreek for not going to the sideline. And, again, I, I know you kind of touched on it, but I'm mad at why do the Chiefs have so many assistants, so many, like if not one of them is gonna buzz down and be like, hey, I know Tyreek didn't say nothing, but uh he caught that. That's that's six. Challenge that. Like, like why does it take Andy to look on the big board, all the fans to freak out for Andy to realize it? Like someone needs to be in his ear. That's a hundred percent on the coaching staff. The second part. First part's on Tyreek, second part's on the coaching staff.
1: No facts. All you gotta say is somebody just says like somebody's job is literally to be his uh, his challenge guy to say, hey, Andy, that's a play we believe in. Even if Tyreek believes it or not, someone's job, like you said, is to look at the board and look at the replay and say, hey, challenge that to Andy. So, somebody definitely should have been in his ear. Obviously, nobody wasn't, because if that was the case, Andy definitely would have pulled it, because it doesn't take that long to figure that out. You can look at the play replay once or twice, regardless of what Tyreek does. But at the end of the day, we expect Tyreek Hill to be, we were having this conversation last week, he's the best receiver in football. You got to catch it first. Don't make it questionable. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, definitely you got you to help your team. Somebody's job is literally to just like there's a get-back guy, like a coach is like, make sure the coach doesn't go past the, uh, out of the coaching box and make sure he doesn't go on the field and get a penalty. Somebody's job is to tell Andy, hey, challenge this player, don't challenge it. So, uh, yeah, somebody definitely somebody definitely did do their job on Sunday. Somebody definitely got chewed out this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, hey, new week, hey. traveling new down
0: week. to Miami, taking on the 8-4 yeah. Dolphins. Hey, they played yeah. football, but Brian Flores got them boys going. That's going to be a tough game. Right, and he's got himself going with the way he's firing all in the sidelines. No, you see him get try to get in a fight last week. Defending his guys,
1: man, you got to defend your guys. What are you supposed to do?
0: You know how he's awesome. He's I, he's definitely a, a candidate for coach of the year. Uh, oh, and again, no schedule him came. Him well,
1: absolutely.
0: absolutely, Right, exactly. When the schedule came out, no one cared about a uh, about a Florida game in week fourteen. Like no one thought this game was going to matter, and. It's a big, it's a big game, especially with the Steelers losing. Like, Chiefs cannot afford to lose against any AF- more AFC opponents. So this Dolphins game is a, I don't want to say must win because even if they lose, they're having the tiebreaker over the Ravens, having the tiebreaker over the Bills. Like, they're still like probably not going to finish lower than the second seed. But if you want that first seed, like
1: these AFC games, these next two AFC games are must wins this year. No oh, facts. We definitely have some tough games at the end of our schedule. It's definitely tougher than I thought it was going to be coming towards the beginning of the season we were looking at the schedule. I thought this was going to be kind of like our cruise control part. But like you said, these games matter. The Dolphins are a playoff team. They're fighting for a seeding. Their defense is elite. Brian Flores had them blades playing very well. Their secondary has some good corners. They have um, – who do they got over there? Xavier Howard. Yeah. Xavier Howard over there. They got, and then they got the other corner, uh, Byron Jones from Dallas. So they have two really good corners that can cover guys. So And they're dogs, and they love to the play, and they love the challenges. So And they play played well against some of the better receiving cores even when they play – excuse me, when they played the Rams, they played pretty well. And then they had some other, like, when they played the Seahawks, they played pretty well as well. So that's that, that secondary has seen a lot of good receiving cores this year, and they're not afraid um, to, to get up and challenge guys. So definitely um, Tyreek, Trav, Sammy are going to have their hands full this week. So it's going to be a fun matchup for sure. Like you said, coming to the season, we thought who would care about a game in Miami, but that game is actually going to be fun now. So I'm actually excited for that game for sure.
0: Hey, if I asked you how many interceptions uh, Xavier Howard had, how many would you guess? For
1: the year? He just got kicked out of the game, so hmm. Is he, yeah, I'm gonna give him. 19? I don't think he's had that many this year. I'm saying like he has two or one. He's got eight
0: and yeah, twelve he games. Oh, he God, has eight yeah. interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> dude's a ball hawk this year.
1: Yeah, like, God Lord. I thought I thought <laughs> I thought J C Jackson was leading the league in. So hold on, is he leading the league in picks now?
0: I, I think I think Howard took it over. I don't. I think J C had that stretch of like three games. Uh, maybe they're tied, but like <laughs> crazy. But J.C. Jackson is, you know, he gets targeted a lot. I can't imagine the people go down to uh, Miami and be like, "We're going to throw at Howard all game." Exactly. He's he's
1: like easily a top ten corner, so you don't throw at guys like him. So yeah, for him to get the minimal targets, he does. And you said he has how many picks? Eight. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I heard bro, that. Picks, I bro. saw that stat
0: today, and I was like, bro, "Yeah, yeah Jackson's got seven too." So yeah, Howard. Howard has the lead.
1: So. Well, that's like a pick almost every other game. That's crazy. And like yeah. you said, he doesn't get targeted that much. So. That's a pre- and mainly because they have a guy like Byron Jones on the other side, so he doesn't get targeted. Mm-hmm. That. He gets more of the target. So when you have a guy on the other side, they're thinking, "Well, I'm not going to throw to him." So you got to pick your poison. I'm going to throw on Byron or throw on Howard. So um, no, that that's a pre- like he's a good corner, bro. I know um, a lot of people don't know his name because a lot of people don't watch Miami. Maybe they will now if they had this good season. But Xavier Howard's one of the better elite corners in the league. So I think people definitely need to watch some film on him this week, get get really familiar with him. He's a good player. So I know he's definitely looking forward to the matchup against Tyreek and
0: uh Calvin Van Noy is coming off a three sack game too. So like that defense is firing on all cylinders right now. It's like
1: Okay, don't they have uh Ogbo over there?
0: Yeah, Ogbo has been I don't know uh how many sacks he has, but I know he's he's been getting after the quarterback too. Yeah. So he, like
1: he, he play for he play for us. We know how good he is. So Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, they got they got some dogs over there. They He's. they he, they've got a he's got eight sacks himself this year. So like Guys are <laughs> – they, they are a solid defense. And here's the thing. Tua's young. Tua's inexperienced. He doesn't turn the ball over. You know Tua has zero
1: turnovers this year? Uh, do you know that he um, struggled so bad in the first half last week? Then I think he threw for like 200-plus yards in the second half. He really, I, don't, I don't think he had over 100 yards in the first half. So mm-hmm. he's definitely been a second-half guy. Like He starts off pretty slow, but then he finds ways to get it going in the second half. But that no-pick stat is very impressive, especially being your yeah. first year starting and not having a really a real preseason no training camp. Like a legit to get ready and then throw him in there in the middle of the season and not have a pick at all. Not even like a tip pick, bad decision, receiver ran the wrong route. He has no picks. Knock on wood. I mean, I hope he's does one this week. But <laughs> that that that's that's a crazy that's a crazy stat. That's very impressive.
0: Right. He's four and one as a starter. He has uh one yeah,
1: of
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did get bench one of those. He has seven touchdowns in five games, uh sixty three completion percentage. So like quarterback rating only 63.9 qbr which i think is like i think mahomes career lowest qbr rated game is like 60 something so his his good day his average days is mahomes worst day but like if they don't turn the ball over their defense can get out to the quarterback and take the ball away and our defensive line can't get after two and gives them time like this is, this is kind of a worrisome game. Like, the Dolphins
1: seem kind of built to beat the Chiefs. No, facts, bro. Like I said, it's that time of the year where guys are playing for jobs. Guys are playing for their livelihoods, trying to put food on the table because we don't know how who's going to be on the team next year. This is the time of year when guys start getting, like, um, not, like, fired, but, you know, guys start, like, teams that we know that, like like the Jets, for instance. We know they're not in the playoffs, right? So their season's over. So they start evaluating, okay, who's going who's, who's gonna to be in the team next year? Who are we keeping? Who are we not? And guys want to put good film out there, not only for that team, but for other teams. So, guys are – like, who had the, who had D.C. going in Pittsburgh and getting a dub last night? I know I did. No. No, this, I didn't this either. This is that time of year where upsets happen. The Giants held the Seahawks' offense, Chris. They had five points for almost the entire game. They didn't score a touchdown until, like, the last five minutes. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, as a
0: Russell Wilson fantasy owner, I'm very aware of that. Well,
1: so at home in Seattle, they had five points as an offense. Five. Almost the entire game. That last well, there's a safety in that, so the offense only encountered for three of those. <laughs> he really didn't move the ball, bro. Like, are you at home with no? You you only got five points generated. Like, come on. So, like, like I said, this is that time of year where, and there's no, and there there's nothing like to be surprised at or to be shocked at about the Dolphins. That's an elite defense. I know they're going to finish top yeah, ten yeah. This year. Brian Flores has got those guys going. They have a corner that has almost ten picks. They have another elite corner on the other side. They have good pass rush. They have good linebacker play. All those free agents they got. All this is coming together, and Flores is looking like a mad genius down there and the offense is playing good. Even, even before, um, no disrespect to Tua, but Fitzpatrick had that offense humming. They were playing very well. They just uh benched Fitzpatrick because they wanted to see what Tua could do. But if Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing, their offense was looking just the same. So it wasn't like it was like an upgrade when Tua got in. They were the exact same offense to me. And they have weapons. They have Jakeen Grant. They have Devontae Parker. They have Preston Williams, um, Mike Gusecki. They got guys that can get open. So <laughs> And they have a couple of running backs like Gaskin and, and some other guys. So they, ha- they have a good stable of weapons. So going down there, like you said, it's not going to be an easy game at all. That defense is balling right now. They are humming. I know they licking their chops to try to get at us, and they're going to look at that film and see what Diver did and what they didn't do and ways they can exploit and try to get their turnovers and get the ball back to their offense. So that's not going to be an easy game by any imagination, people. That will be a very, very tough, hard-earned football game for sure.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Uh, the Dolphins they're like sixteenth in the league in yards per game, meaning you can move the ball up and down the field on them. They are second in points per game by point. The Pittsburgh Steelers average seventeen point six against a game. The Dolphins will average seventeen point seven. So those guys buck up when they need to. And again, I think the turnovers is also a part of that, or um, they they create turnovers. So like, man, I I didn't realize this. You know, prior to looking at these stats before we came on, like I knew the Dolphins were a good team. I didn't know how efficient and how like they're they're a top three defense in the league, and it's going to be a dogfight. Um, I know you know that too, but it's just going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a real two top defenses back to back weeks in the uh, first first will to go the Dolphins and then we get the Saints. So it's going to be we'll get to see how serious this offense really is this year.
1: No, I, I think it's going to be a good game. And my thing is, like, even when Miami – remember when they uh, beat up on the Rams earlier in the year? I didn't see that coming. I knew it would be a hard-fought game, but they, they whooped Sean McVay. And Sean McVay one of the smarter coordinators in the league, and they were giving him fits. Right. So and Then, like, even when they play Seattle, they gave them fits. Like, they've seen some of the best offenses in the league with some of the better receiving cores, and they've given them guys issues. So they're not they're not going to be scared of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sam Morgan. They're not going to be scared of them guys at all. They They want that matchup. They feed off that stuff. So – and when you're an elite court, a defensive coordinator like Brian Flores is, he's studied under Bill Belichick for years. So you think he's not ready or doesn't have anything in the back of his back pocket? playing for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So, like I said, our offense can easily go down there and play good enough to win the game. But like you said, that's going to be a hard-fought win. we got to go in there and earn it. And if we can't run the football like we've been saying, Chris, I don't know how we expect to beat good defenses. But we have to figure out ways to – we can't just depend on Pat's arm every single week to bail us out. I know he. I know he had, I know he's the best quarterback in, in the game, and I love Patrick, and I and I expect him to to try to help us when we're struggling. But I don't want to have to put the game on his shoulders every single week. As an offensive lineman, you eventually got to take the toll on yourself and take the onus. Like, hey man, we got to help him out. He can't be throwing for four or five hundred yards every single week, and expect expecting to always win the game for us. We have to take the onus on ourselves. Like, bro, get a freaking yard. If you can't get a yard or two in the NFL, bro, why are you playing? I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, and try to get. emotional try to get in everybody's feelings or nothing if you can't get two yards like on a third and two or a fourth and one bro why are you playing i mean let's be honest when the last time we converted a fourth and one it's been a while
0: yeah especially running the
1: ball exactly so if we can't do that bro how can you really look yourself in the mirror and talk about you want to be a super bowl champion get a yard bro get a a yard yard, i'm not trying to i'm not trying to hear this no more about oh we don't have this we don't have that, that bro i see backups get yards all the time Get a freaking yard. That's all you got. I'm not asking you to go out there and get ten yards a pop and average six yards per carry like when we had Jamal Charles. If it's third and two and fourth and one, bro, get a freaking yard. Let's go. Put your cleats in the ground and get your helmet in between them and let's get it, man. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm tired of seeing this, man. We're too good for this. <laughs>
0: hey, man, I love, I love the passion. You you started this episode out, you know, where you're pretty positive, pretty upbeat, and we uh, we've been able to go over everything that gets you fired up to where now you're like,
1: get your shit together. like like, let's go let's go man it's all excuses man you're in the nfl get a freaking yard man you can get Um, you can't get a yard and you really shouldn't be playing like let's be honest bro it's just like when um team like receivers drop the ball if you can't catch the ball you're not gonna play if you're not gonna block you're like don't play that's all i'm saying right right
0: hey you know i think that's a perfect time to segue into what's your score prediction for this dolphins game are you picking the chiefs to lose
1: I'm I, the, only, the only. good thing about I am. I am. No, we're gonna win the game. Obviously, <laughs> I'm right, glad right. playing them at the end of the season rather than the beginning of the season because every player and coach in the league says playing in Miami in like October or like early in the season is like hell because it's so hot and it's like humid, it's steamy, and guys can't breathe and guys cramp. So you always want to play teams like that in the Florida State at the end of the season. So I'm glad we're playing them in December. So it's gonna be cool. It's not gonna be as hot. So I'm glad we're playing them at this time of year. um that's a very good defense, so I'm not going to disrespect them. And I think they have most of their guys playing. I don't think they've had any major injuries. I know um, some, a couple of guys got suspended during that game, but that shouldn't carry over, so they should be playing this game. Um, that's going to be a, that's going to be a very, very tough game. I think that's going to be a very tough game for us. Um, I know Clyde's been sick, so I they said he should practice. I know he practiced last week and then didn't play. They said he was active, but he didn't really finish the game. So, obviously, Lev Bell did what he could. Um, I would hope both of those guys are active uh, this coming week. So my score prediction would be if we have all our weapons and all our guys ready to go, um, skill player-wise, I would say the Chiefs win. What's the line? You want to give it to me? Yeah,
0: 49-and-a-half. So the the over-under is 49-and-a-half, and and the Chiefs are favored by seven.
1: I said, oh, wowzers. I'm definitely um, not. (laughs) I'm taking the Chiefs, but I'm not taking the points. Hell no, we're not. (laughs) Oh, no, we're beating them by seven. Uh, uh, 49-and-a-half. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take the over. I'll take the seat, but I'm not. But I'm not taking the points. Like we, okay, the, the Dolphins can score twenty five. That's not really a lot of points. That's not really a lot of points. Uh, it, two has been playing. How many? I mean, how many did they score last week? Uh, yeah, they did score twenty.
0: Nineteen against know. the Bengals is all the Dolphins, or yeah, all the Dolphins scored.
1: So they basically had twenty. Mm-hmm. They're
0: aver- They're averaging twenty five points a game. How many so. points did
1: we give up to Denver this past week? Sixteen. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. And two okay, is another quarterback in lock at this point. I'll yeah, I know he's better with better weapons. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I think that'll be a good game. Twenty five points. All right. That's not I mean that's like two touchdowns, a couple of field goals, and another one. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the over. Uh, I need I'm, I need uh, a score. I need a score pick. Uh I will say the Chiefs win. 50, so I'm gonna say Chiefs win twenty eight. Twenty 25. All right, all right.
0: That's not bad. That's not too far off. But I'm, I'm, am t- doing the same. I'm not, no, 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 I'm not it taking cheap. 20, 20, Twenty-eight, twenty-four. Take it back. I'm sorry. Twenty-eight, 28, 28 twenty-four. There yeah, you go. That's my final score. Um, I'm with you. I'm not t- the Chiefs. Have not touching it. I'm like, I, I. The Chiefs have not been covering the last few weeks. Exactly. And it's uh, time about
1: this time bro. I'm not touching that. <laughs> it
0: seems like Vegas is taking advantage of the perception that the Kansas City Chiefs just blow everyone out, which they do not. They just do what they can to win. This late, especially these last five six weeks, um, I like I like the under too, man. I I think this Dolphins defense is too good. I think the Chiefs offensive line is being banged up. I think the Dolphins are going to get some pressure. I wouldn't be surprised if Pat, you know, trying to do too much through his through his third interception this week, just because of all what we talked about. Do you think the Chiefs win? But I think it's twenty four twenty. I think it's I think it's tight to the end. I think though it could even be something to where it's like. 17-17 I'm I'm going to call it the game. I'm calling the game. It's 17-17, 2 gets down with like 5 minutes, 4 minutes kicks a go ahead field goal, and then Pat gets the ball with under 4 minutes, goes down the field, throws the game winning touchdown, 24-20, we get out with the
1: dub. I would say like this would be the type of year where we always we, we take the lead early. I know I I would say we I say we come out the gate, we take the lead early like a touchdown or by a field goal. Uh, the Dolphins come down score. And then it's kind of like not back and forth, but it's kind of like a little lull. Maybe at halftime, it's like 14-10 or like th- thir- 13-7, something like that. In the second half, we get it going. They get it going. And this is the week, I believe, our defense um, – I- I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bang on it this week, Chris. I'm going to make an ultimate. This is the week, and I, I hope these guys make a believe out right of me. This is the week where Chris and Frank both get a sack. Ooh. They got to it going. Hey, we're going back down to Miami. Good vibes, good energy. We know what happened last time we were in Florida. You know what happened, Chris? We beat the Bucks. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. I know yeah. what you were getting at. Yeah. You said you need to be specific. Last time we were in Miami. Yeah, well, you know what happened when we was in Miami in the three hundred five. You know what happened last time we was there. We got, <laughs> we got good energy every time we go in that state. So what's gonna happen this week, Chris? What I just say? Yeah, dub. You gotta speak it. No, you gotta speak. You gotta say it too, brother. I Chiefs win. Chiefs dub. Frank <laughs> and Chris Jones get a sack each. Frank gets a sack. They both get a sack. This is the week we got to get it going. This is the week. All right, all right. If not like this week, Chris. If not if not this week, then win. I mean, let's be honest.
0: Um, against the Falcons, I because mean, they big throw big. a lot. I'm, I'm just, i I've i have been, no, no, I'm I'm been devil's advocate. All right, all.
1: now come on, man, God, let's get going. <laughs> hey, you bring it all the energy. I'm just being a pain in your butt. No, you're good, bro. but no, this, <laughs> I I think this is the week that that Frank is like tired of hearing all the talk. Chris tired of hearing all the talk. We know that T mac stepped up this past week. Guys are too good. Guys are getting paid too much money. Guys got too much pride, too much heart to be just letting all of this bad play just keep going. I think this is the week where they, they turn it on. I think the defense plays very well this week. So I expect well, I, hope them, so. I expect those two guys to get it going and we go out there and get it done. a bill A hard earned a hard earned dub, but I think I think those I think those guys on defense are stars show up this week. I, I expect them to show up. Well, I hope you're right. I think so too. I mean, I like what you're saying. I hope I hope it comes true. With, at the
0: end of the day, though, I don't care what happens as long as the Chiefs come out with the dub. Um, again, especially with these AFC teams because the Chiefs can lose to the Saints or the Falcons, and it's not going to ch- mess anything up. The Chiefs, if cannibal, they lose right? to the awesome. Dolphins, yeah. if they lose to the Chargers, like, then the Pittsburgh Steelers still own this tiebreaker. So, like, this is a game the Chiefs need to win, and it'll be interesting. To see how it plays out But before we get out of here uh, CJ, what do the fans need to do Before they
1: uh, get off of this Arrowhead Live podcast? Man, while y'all on the Arrowhead Live Watch and listen to the show right now I know you have your phone in your hand Because you're probably listening to it right now So go ahead, hit that internet button Or wherever you go to your internet browser from Type in Arrowhead Live Shoparrowheadlive.com And get you some merch, man, for the holidays I know Christmas coming up Chris, I know you got some gifts for the family I got some gifts I got. I just ordered me a couple uh, running back hoodies that I need to give out to some of my Ooh. people. So I know everybody's been asking me for something. Everybody wants merch. Hey, I appreciate all the love you guys have been showing me, all my family, my friends, coworkers. I appreciate it so, so, so much. If you guys ever want to talk to me, if you need to give me some merch, if you need links to anything, you want to talk football, predictions, scores, meet and greets, do anything, um, I'm available on Twitter. My Twitter is at CJEEZY81, cgz 81 You guys can reach me, DM me. I'm always open to talk. Uh, Chiefs fans, non Chiefs fans. I- I'm good with it all. I just love, I love talking football. I love interacting with you guys. Uh, where can the people reach you at, Chris? Man, you know, on Twitter, I'm at 10penny88. And you know that
0: 88 is because of Tony G, just more proving that Chiefs fan through and through. But also, make sure you follow this podcast on Twitter. We're at the aftermath yeah. underscore KC, aftermath podcast. Uh, CJ's been doing a great job running this thing, getting, getting involved in conversation, tweeting out a whole bunch of, uh, chief stuff so please give us a follow and you'll never miss an episode again and again it's fun fun to talk to the people fun to talk with chiefs fans so give us give us a holler fo- follow we'll follow you
1: back and uh, it'll be a good time definitely we'll not disappoint promise you that and just a little sneak peek chris i actually have some gifts and i may do a giveaway before the end of the season so if you want to get uh, involved you may have to follow the page people so listen to ooh. you man chris, chris for one more time just in case they forgot it so if that merch is what you want, but you don't want to
0: spend, uh, drop some dollars. Well, follow the Aftermath podcast on Twitter at Aftermath underscore KC and look out for CJ giving away some potential gifts. I don't want to give it all away right now, but just just look out and you, you a may follow, retweet, not, and uh, <laughs> you may get you may get a landlord t shirt or
1: an invite to shirt. I don't know what you'll get, but you may get something. Hey, Santa's coming out. And he may give out some good gifts if you've been good, and I hope you ain't been not. (laughs) Yes,
0: sir. And as a Chiefs fan, we've all been good. 11-1, life is good right now. They aren't all pretty, man, but they're dubs.
1: But they're dubs. At the end of the day, 11-1, I'll take it, baby. I'll take them any way we can get it. Andy's been so dominant in the AFC West since he's gotten here. And the turnover from this organization to where from 2013 till now, hey, it ain't nothing but a blessing. Ain't nothing to complain about. I know we all get a little nitpicky sometimes. I know I get a little emotional. I apologize. At the end of the day, I love this team. I love this city. I love this organization. And I just want to see us be great, just like you guys as well. So I appreciate the the run we've been on, guys. I appreciate everyone, for sure. Thank thank you. you, I love you, bro. I love you too,
0: man. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us. I'm Christopher Tenpenny. He's CJ Jones. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully talking about the Chiefs' 12th win as they take on the Miami Dolphins. But we'll talk to you next time.
1: Chiefs. To the Chiefs' kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo!
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the
1: Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!